Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This podcast is brought to you by Anchor. Are you thinking about doing your own podcast, but you don't know how? Well, have you heard about Anchor? It's actually the platform that I'm hosting through this right now. And yes, it's free. Not only is it free, it's super easy to use. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And you can even add any song from Spotify directly to your episodes. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so much more. It's really that easy. And guess what? You can actually make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. That's a big deal. So it's really everything you need in one place to make an amazing podcast. All you have to do is download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. What is this whole thing where you feel like you could just tell me how to live my life and always command me to do your bidding, but you've never even once asked me how I'm doing. He just talks at you. Yes. I was like, you always talk at me. You don't ever speak to me. What What do you think gives you the right to speak to me that way? Especially I'm grown now. I pay all my own fucking bills. I, in fact, I help you guys out too. So it's like, I'm not telling you that you owe me anything, but in five, four, three, two, one. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Genius Brain Podcast. I am your host, David So. And once again, we have Ed Park VP. People are texting me. Shut the fuck up. (laughs) Cheers. We have ourselves some fancy soju right now. It's supposed to be the shit. Miru. 
And that is smooth as hell. This is the smoothest soju I've ever had in my yeah. fucking life. Yeah. Wow, this is really good. <laughs> this is oh, dangerous. I'm actually a little uh, <laughs> shocked. shocked. <laughs> oh. This is damn good. Dude, my pinky's out right now. <laughs> I'm like, God damn. oh, Omo? It's called Miru. Miru. And where'd you get it? I got it from um, a pachinko gift set. All right. Um, they sent me a, a, a quick little little gift thing for a promotion. And of course, Justin Chan's uh, directing Fuck yeah. a few episodes. And then we have Annie Chang um, being the DP for a few. You know, you go, if you guys don't know who they are, Justin Chan is my beady rat-eyed little friend. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I fucking love this guy. Gook, the film. We're talking about Miss Purple, Blue Bayou. I, I used to do his YouTube videos like 10 That's years ago. Right. Dude, people don't even know that shit. It's when I was big too. You could see me in the old ones and I'm like pretty, pretty chunky. Dude, if you guys just go back, look at Justin Chan and look at his uh, old YouTube videos. They're the weirdest sketches you'll ever see in your fucking life. <laughs> Like, so fucking weird. There's this one sketch that you guys did that had me fucking dying because of how odd it was. And it was when Henry was in it. <laughs> I'm sorry, that shit, you just said what it was. And I, I know, like, it's one of the funniest skits. Dude, yeah. there's a big baby. He's wearing like this super tight Seahawks jersey. Yo, what the fuck was that? Explain that shit to me. The thing is, we always had normal skits, right, for mm-hmm. Justin's YouTube. And back in the day, because, you know, he's homies with um, Kev Jumba yeah. and Ryan Higa. And they had the same formula. And they were pushing Justin to start his own YouTube. And she said, just do our formula. Yeah. Right. So when Justin came to town in Seattle, and he, he I, that's when I first met him, mm-hmm. we kicked it off so good that he fucking flew back to Seattle just so we could film YouTube skits. So oh, it, but he was living in Seattle for, for a, a bit? week with us. Yeah. And so we filmed like 12 skits in a week and then he flew back and I just edited them. For him. That's why his old YouTube is always in Seattle. It's because he flew what up there to, the to make him with us. It yeah. was so random. So random. So the script is normal as hell, right? Just like, like, you know, youthful, like, oh, don't you hate it when this and then it's a vlog at first and you skip to a skit. Then you jump back to the vlog. Then you jump to a skit, right? But Classic then format. we just started fucking with the format <laughs> just to be outside of the box. But our like mantra was also, how dumb can we be and get away with it? Right? <laughs> Dude. It was how stupid can we be on purpose? <laughs> we got to start doing these stupid sketches again, yeah. man. Like the literally yeah. just talking shit and then doing sketches that follows the talking shit part yeah is the funnest shit ever dude yeah dude you do you remember the dumbest the one of the dumbest sketches that he and i ever did it's so fucking stupid it's literally about me shoving my fucking dick in somebody's face after i beat them at playing games <laughs> the, the street fighter one with the humble. all right <laughs> dude i was go, like wait what oh dude, that's right this go back and watch that that shit is hella funny bro yeah. I, I looked back at that i was like Damn, I made this. Like, it the was After dope. Effects on it. Like I was like, oh shit. Like because if if you guys know my story, I had to go back home after I lived here and I had to work at a gas station for like four <laughs> years. And like I'm really rusty on After Effects and all of that. So when I was watching that skit, I was like, damn, that was good. Maybe I can do that again. You know, <laughs> it's it's. I literally wrote that thing just based on a on a fat joke that somebody used to say to me. <laughs> 
They said that David's Korean, so he's not E-Honda. We had to call him E-Hyundai. E-Hyundai. <laughs> that's good. Though. And that's such a good diss. And yeah. I literally built the whole sketch off of that one diss. Dude, e- <laughs> E-Hyundai. This one fool called me E-Hyundai. And I I remember. <laughs> that's fucking good. Yeah. And I just remember when he said that shit, dude, I busted up laughing so fucking hard because of how good the roast was. Yeah. I was like, I was like, hey, you can't call David E-Hyundai. He's crazy. E-Hyundai. Yeah. Like dog, that's fucking hilarious. Oh my god! I forgot who the fuck said that shit to me, but it was, of course it was like a Korean guy. But yeah. I don't remember who said that. Who said that diss <laughs> to me? But that shit hurt my feelings so bad. But like you, and then you owned it. <laughs> dog, but you know, like when somebody makes fun of you, even if it hurts your feelings, if it's hella funny, I'm gonna die laughing because yeah. it's just too fucking funny. Yeah. Like I, I like when I'm when my, I can't grow side sideburns, and so it just grows up to like really long. <laughs> yeah. And then you know, my friend says that I. They said they had, to, they had to pixelate the side of my face because I have Japanese pussy hair. <laughs> pubes on yeah. the side of your ears. Like Japanese pussy, <laughs> like pubes. This was like, this was like Japanese pussy hair. And I looked at him. I was like, what do you mean? It's like, Japanese girls um, fucking uh, pussy hair is always straight. And that's what your shit looks like. And dog, that shit, that shit had me, I cried laughing because of how good that roast was, dude. Saying that my sideburns look like Japanese pussy hair is yeah. one of the fucking most offensive things I've ever heard in my life. Especially as a Korean man. Yeah. If you <laughs> if you converted to like an Orthodox Jew and you had to grow that shit yeah. out, <laughs> be like, you're like, I'm sorry, yeah. my shit doesn't curl. And I never noticed I couldn't grow sideburns until yeah. he said that shit. I was like, oh, I can't grow sideburns at all. It'll be oh like one hair on my cheek. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't have much facial hair to begin with. Yeah. So I've never been able to grow facial hair at all. This shit came later in my life. Oh, like, for real? Yeah. Well, your fucking facial hair is red. Red. Yeah. That's another thing. That's why my mom was like, you're, yeah. I asked her about doing 23andMe. Yeah. Like, do you want to do a, you know, like DNA test? And she's like, why? She goes, you're Mongolian. It's <laughs> right. <to> yeah. <laughs> well, I'm like, what? what? She's like, yeah, look at you. Look at, look at your dad. He was like dark skin, curly hair. Right. And you have red facial hair. Yeah. Like all these aspects. I was like, oh, did I have that? blew the birthmark on my butt she's yeah. like yeah you had that too when you were born so yeah like, is that so true because like, i've had that too i had the blue birthmark too apparently that's that mongolian tag yeah <laughs> that's that genghis khan tag what is the story behind genghis khan is what he he literally just conquered and just fucked a bunch of women uh literally raped okay yeah that's what yeah. that is so that's the thing about it's it's really weird to celebrate him because he is like one of the history's greatest like conquerors but along the way, he literally raped every single woman he ever saw. Jesus, I had no idea. I thought yeah. he was just marrying a bunch of people that he was conquering. No, he was just. Yeah, I think the statistic is like 2% of the world's population has Genghis Khan DNA. That's fucking like, it's crazy, like that. dude. Yeah. This guy was fucking horny, man. Horny. That like, is some horny. Like deviantly horny. <laughs> oh, let me ask you this. So how often, let's say, let's say for you, right? Let's say you are, I don't like you have a girlfriend now and the, the girlfriend is just down to have sex as many times as you want mm-hmm. every week. How often would you have sex every week? Oh, let's say it's not in the beginning. In the beginning, it's, you oh, know, in it's the beginning, it's, it's all the time. Yeah. Right? But let's say like, you know, two years in, how often do you think you would have sex? You know, uh, that another factor is age. Yeah. You know? um, but. And the last, I, have, I just should got you right yeah. now. Like, <laughs> but I'm like, the last like interactions that I can think of is probably maybe three times a week. 
Yeah. Good. Yeah. Because I remember at one point too, it was bad. Like I, I just wasn't feeling it one day and she felt crazy, like unattractive. And it was Really? Like, yeah. And it wasn't her fault. It's just like, I just wasn't feeling it that day. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Did she just look like you'd be like, you don't want sex with me? Yeah. <laughs> she goes, I've been doing you a favor this yeah. whole time. I know. I I feel fucking terrible about it. Like it's, it's but it's not her fault, you yeah. know? She's over here just like, excuse yeah. me? Dude, my libido though changes with my diet. Like when I fast, mm-hmm. I really don't fuck at all. Like I don't feel like I think about sex. Hey, ever. let me tell you something. When I work out a lot, sex is not on the table. Yeah. I'm tired. <laughs> tired. I'm freaking cholio, dude. Like I'm yeah. tired. I'm sleepy. Yeah. You know? That's why when people work out a lot and they they say it boosts their libido, it's I'm sore. don't touch me i mean i'm exhausted Mm. so the reason why i bring that up is because i had a conversation with a friend of mine and um he was talking about how he likes to have a lot of sex Mm. right and he if he had it his way he would have sex two to three times a day every day right and i'm thinking like bro you're gonna kill her pussy (laughs) that shit hurts after a while you know, it's like, are doesn't your dick hurt? But then, like, there's those people with like those crazy um, claims that they like will Chamberlain, right? Like, how many women said like was over his it, lifetime? Like, oh, it was like a ridiculous ten, tens number. of thousands or yeah. some shit like that. Yeah, and I remember back in the day, I was reading this. Um, what is it? Uh, FHM or Maxim? Maxim. Maxim. I read I, it for the articles, bro. Yeah. <laughs> 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 no, but there there was this like top ten list, right? Yeah, of, of claimed like men of how many sexual encounters they had, and I think number one was like Charlie Sheen, right? Like he, his what's because has AIDS though, doesn't he? Yeah, he's HIV positive yeah. or some shit. But that was the thing, because he would have massive orgies for months on end. Or something. How is that possible? Right. Or maybe I've just never had like a really strong libido because I'm not I'm not that horny. <laughs> like I'm not, I'm not motivated by sex like that at all. Right. Like, I, if I look at, I mean, please, like as a heterosexual male, if I, you know, if a girl walks by, she has a fat ass. I'm looking. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh my word, what in the Mount Montezuma is that? You know, <laughs> it's like, look at those cakes. Like, yeah, I'll look, and you know, I'll flirt and stuff, but it's it has never been my objective to always try to get in the girl's pants. Like right. I just never cared that much. Right. Yeah. If I. You know, if I'm a lover boy, so if I'm in love with somebody, I want to have sex with them. But it's just like random hookups. I'm not saying I didn't yeah. have them, right? Because, you know, when you go through a dry spell and you're a young person, yeah. you don't want to have sex. But I thought that I was, you know, decently sexually active. I was not. Yeah. Compared to everybody else when I hear their number. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. dude, your number is hot. High. Like some of my friends too. I'm just like, what the fuck? I think it is like. For me too, like I never went out on Friday nights. Like I'm gonna fuck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like and that never came through my mind. It was just I'm gonna get fucked up. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Like you know, when people go out, they're trying to smash all yeah. the time. And yeah. I'm like, are you not afraid of AIDS? Yeah. I when when I met those guys too, like who they want to go to Belasco because they're trying to fuck, and I'm like. That's why you go out like that was beyond. Maybe it's the church boys in us. Yeah, right? I think it, it, it might be that. It might be the Christian church boys. <laughs> but there was a lot of church boys that weren't like us, though. Mm. You know, but maybe because we were like in it, in it, right? You know what I mean? Because I remember too. Like I remember when I lost my virginity, I I was gambling with the thought of, "Am I going to go to hell?" Yeah, <laughs> you know, every guy is like, "Oh shit." Yeah, I was like, "Am I? If I 
dive deep into this pussy, is God gonna not love me? Yeah. You know? Yeah. And the next thing you know, I had sex. <laughs> and then you did it again. And, and again. again. And I was and like, again. <laughs> oh, I'm still here. Yeah. <laughs> God forgives. Yeah. <laughs> you know? He is good. And, 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 all the time. All the time. <laughs> Dude, that Christian guilt was so nuts because yeah. I even remember when I was a kid, because I curse a lot now. And the reason why I started cursing a lot more, number one, I enjoy the way of expression. Yes. It just emphasizes things really well. Yeah. And it's fun. It's yeah. funny to me. Obviously, in front of small children, I'm not going to do that. I'm very good with that, yeah. depending, you know, on who the person is. And I'll bring up another story about that later. Um, but I remember when I said fuck, yeah. it was, I, I can't remember what age it was. It had to be when I was like seven or eight. Yeah. I went fuck. And I felt that Satan grabbed my ankles <laughs> and he was dragging me to the center of yeah. hell. I remember I went <laughs> Did you see ghosts just before? Too? You know, at the end of ghosts, yeah. they're like dragging you. Uh, yeah. I legit thought that I was going to hell every yeah. time I said the F word. Mm. And that was that Christian guilt that would eat me up inside. Yeah. And then later on. So you say fruit. Yeah. Frick. Frick. Yeah. Frick. Biscuit. Yeah. yeah. And it never felt good. Right. And the funny thing is, is like there was this moment where I had such a, a you know, bad issue with my temper as a kid, mainly because I was getting bullied. And the way that we would solve issues when we were younger is through physical yeah, violence. Get out. Yeah. Get out. And it's just not very healthy. No. So I legit remember in seventh grade, I was so fucking angry, right? I developed this habit of instead of cursing, I would just punch shit until my hand would go numb. Oh my gosh. Over and over and over. And that teenage angst, man. Yeah. Where do you take it? And you're in church. Right? Exactly. It's like, is, is it a sin to destroy some drywall? <laughs> so I I got so fucking mad. And I remember I, I went to this uh, middle school called James Rudder out in uh, Sacramento. And there was this guy. His name was, uh, let's call him Sean. Yeah. This guy named Sean, um, which who I heard an update from him now. He is in jail. <laughs> oh, nice. So this guy flunked twice. Yeah. Or, and he was, okay, he didn't flunk twice. What I found out recently, because I've been telling people that he flunked twice. It wasn't that he flunked twice. He got into uh, kindergarten during that weird time where his birthday is. Yeah, yeah. Where you have to either be held back or continue. So he was yeah. that a year older. And then on top of that, he flunked. Right. So he was two years older than everybody else. This fool looked damn near looked like a TA. Yeah. You know, <laughs> in seventh and eighth grade. So I was dumb as shit. Very, very fucking athletic though. Yeah. Well, the problem with him was that this fool would always try to punk people and- steal their homework you can host the best backyard barbecue when you find a professional on angie to make your backyard the best around connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well inside to outside repairs to renovations get started on the angie app or visit angie.com today you can do this when you Angie that. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now... All you need to do is answer that 
and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. My lovely genius brain farts. This podcast is brought to you by Fume. Ever tried to break a bad habit and felt like you're climbing Everest and flip-flops? Yeah, we've been there too. But here's a breath of fresh air. Fume. It's not about giving up. It's about switching up, baby. Fume takes your habit and simply makes it better, healthier, and a whole lot more enjoyable. What is Fume, you ask? Fume is an innovative, award-winning flavored air device that does just that. Instead of vapor, Fume uses flavored air. Instead of electronics, Fume is completely natural. And instead of harmful chemicals, Fume uses delicious flavors. You get it. Instead of bad, Fume is good. It's a habit you're free to enjoy that makes replacing your bad habit easy. I keep one in my car just because I'm a fidgety guy. And guess what? I'd be puffing on that delicious herbal tea vapor, my friends. Nothing bad for you in there. And definitely, definitely fun to use. My friends, start the year off right with the good habit by going to tryfume.com slash genius and getting the journey pack today. Fume is giving the listeners of the show 10% off when they use my code genius to help make starting the good habit that much easier. Start the good habit at tryfume.com slash genius to save 10% off the journey pack today. Let's keep this podcast supported and going, my friends, and check out The Lost Debate. Do you feel like you're living in a media bubble like it's harder than ever to find views that challenge your own? That's where The Lost Debate steps in. It's a podcast and YouTube show for political eclectics who crave exposure to a diversity of beliefs and perspectives because everybody, especially the news lady, are all about trends and shoving their biases down your throat and just beating you down with manipulation from mainstream bullshit. Well, guess what? Let's just have some honest conversations. Ravi Gupta, Corey Bradford, and Ricky Schlatt, my friends, they come from across the political aisle from different generations. And guess what? Fun shit. Dope shit, great conversations. Join the conversation. Check out The Lost Debate today. New episodes drop Tuesday and Thursdays. Find The Lost Debate on YouTube, Apple Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your shows. So I'll just... Yeah. (laughs) Really? Take my homework. Erase your name. Yeah. And I remember this moment too, because like he was trying to take my shit and, you know, geeky Asian kid with, you know, Coke bottle glasses, split little penis head. Yeah. You know, you know, the penis (laughs) hair. The parted bowl cut. Yep. Yeah, the parted bowl cut where it just looks like a yeah. fucking dick. And did you have some bangs a little of bit course, longer? Dude. Oh, yeah. I wanted to get bullied. <laughs> yeah, so I was doing that. And then he tried to take my paper and I grabbed it from him. Yeah. And I was like, hey, what are you doing? He was like, I'm going to take your fucking homework. I'm like, no, you're not. And so literally, I mean, he wasn't very tall, but I was this height already. Yeah. At like 13. Yeah. So, you know, maybe like a couple inches shorter than I am now. I remember I stood up and he's like, oh shit, this kid's really fucking big, but he's two years older. Yeah. And then we get into a fight in the middle of class. He's saying he's going to fuck me up. And the teacher saw what happened. She knows that he's a troublemaker. I go outside and I there's like a, a 
you know, the water fountains. And I just started smashing my fist into the water fountain, <laughs> right? Because I didn't get the fight. It was broken yeah. up. And then my hand was mangled. <laughs> and then I just looked at my hand. And then I remember the, the teacher's name was Mr. Fuentes. And he looked at me. He's like, what did you do to your hands? I was like, I'm just so fucking angry. Like, you didn't yeah. let me fight. Like, I, I wanted to hit him, you know? He goes, I understand, you know, like, I, I saw that he provoked you, but you got to learn how to express yourself differently, Yeah. right? And I was like, he goes, you know, try doing it through your words. Worst advice ever he gave to me, <laughs> fuck all over the place now. Yeah. Saying shit, fuck, damn, bitch, whatever. All that shit. And it made me feel better. It makes you feel better because yeah. you really mean what you're feeling in your heart, right? Yeah. That's the kind of shit I, I said a lot in church too, because um, like I said, we grew up with a lot of American, like white and black people in our church because of the military base and they all had Korean wives. Mm -hmm. So they do a lot of like good handiwork right, around the church and whatever. Mm -hmm. I remember like, like my half white friends and their dads or dad would always cuss at them. Right. And I'd be like, <gasps> right. But then my friend later explained to me, it was just like, look, man, like if you really mean it in your heart, like if in your heart you have all this anger and hatred and then you say, frick, like, what do you really mean in your heart anyway? Like, Jesus knows, right? Mm. So he goes, if you're going to sin and your heart is already that way, he said, 100%, just say it. <laughs> so and just and then you looked it. at him and you went, fuck, fuck yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, but later it was solidified in Iraq, actually. So when I was in Iraq, like I mentioned before, I was a missionary out there. Uh, we were walking around town. And we see this white dude in this park, right? And, you know, like, that's just rare. We're the only other non-Kurdish um, like people out there. Mm -hmm. And instantly he just comes and walks to us and he's like, hey, what are you guys doing here? And then we're like, oh, we're part of an NGO and da 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 We don't What's really NGO? say. Um, it's like a, not, it's, it's a literal term for it, but I don't remember right Okay, now. okay. <laughs> but it's kind of like a nonprofit kind of thing. Like, yeah, we're helping out the schools. We're doing this and that. And then um, he just says it like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm a missionary. He's not even scared, right? So like, oh, yeah, we are too, <laughs> you know? Okay. And then we just kept it real and had a real talk. And this guy was cussing and dropping F-bombs like all the time, right? And I was so drawn to that. And I was mm. listening even closer to him because he really meant what he was talking about. And his whole story was like um, after 9-11, he became a Christian and he dug he just had this massive crisis like of his existence and his faith. And so he, just like me, dug deep into the word, went to the deep end. And then he's the same reason he saw we as Americans started invading Iraq, you know, and yeah. destroying and killing. Them. So he went there for the same reasons, mm. but he was out there and he was keeping it fucking real. And that, sh that showed me a lot too, like what keeping it real means. So yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. okay, I'm going to just, be me and express myself from the heart because if I, I still do care about these people, but um, like, obviously I'm not going to be vulgar around like, cause a lot of them are like very wholesome Muslim people, Yeah, of course. but I'll, I'll try to read the crowd cause I live there now. Right. Mm -hmm. I just have to have the social cues. So that changed up my whole attitude towards like cussing and just keeping it fucking real. Like, <laughs> Really? Yeah. That's so crazy. Mine was literally just for therapy. It was like, therapy, gotta, it just feels good. <laughs> I gotta stop punching things. Yeah. Like I gotta release this anger somewhere else. And it was just saying, fuck. Damn. <laughs> Shit. Yeah. Ass. And the funny thing is, like, you know what really solidified it for me even more? It's like my mom was like, don't curse, Kezeki. And I'm yeah. like, <laughs> <laughs> 
literally what she's saying to me in Korean is like, hey, don't curse, you bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, motherfucker! Don't talk to me that way. Yeah. I'm like, oh my! He's like, no, no, you keep yoga marago so? Yeah. Oh my, so yoga marago? Yeah, yeah. You, horrible boy, you're a scumbag. Yeah, chongganan scumbag. Yeah, you bitchin shibanyadri. I'm like, your mom's a gangster. Yeah, she's just literally she's like from the street. She's like, are you saying curse words in front of me? You stupid bitch ass motherfucker! And yeah. I'm like, hold on a second. You know, it doesn't matter what language you're saying. It's still yeah. curse words. Dude, my my dad had a fucked up like idea of that shit because you know, uh, ex gang member had a rough life and upbringing. I heard him cuss a lot growing up too, but then um, once we hit like uh, middle school, high school, he started really trying to like change up and fix up his life and get to work and like kind of he lectured us a lot, but then he didn't know shit. Right? Yeah. <laughs> So one time I was I was at the store, we were working. I think I pinched my finger, right? And I was like, oh, what the heck? Mm-hmm. Right? He's like, Mo? No more my saw. I said, what the heck? He's like, to? To? what the heck? And I was like, yeah, what the heck? And then he literally thought it was like an American curse word. You know what I mean? That's hilarious. No, this is like a replacement for a curse yeah, word. Yeah, it's like, I thought, this is a good yeah, word. It's, yeah, it's, this is the, it's not bad. Yeah, he know? got fucking pissed at me over oh, saying, what the, the heck? heck I say heck? <laughs> Dude, same shit with Dude. me when I was um, I was helping my mom. Because I didn't like working at the store on Saturdays because those are the days I wanted for myself. Yeah. But, you know, as a Korean you know, immigrant kid, you have to work yeah, whenever dude. your parents tell you to work. So yeah, I'm working I lost there. all my weekends. Yeah, all my weekends were there. It's your summer break. So I was having like a pissy ass mood in the morning. But by the time we got to the store, I was perfectly fine. Right. I'm like, ah, whatever. It's fine. I'm here. I got my Game Boy. I'll play my Game Boy in between. Yeah. So I'm going to the store and my mom has me um, a box full of like food that we have. Right. So it was a cardboard box, but she put like Toshirak in there. Yeah. Like lunch stuff. And then as I was opening the door, I went to go grab the door, but the door slammed on my fingers. I was like, shit. <laughs> ah. And my mom was like, shit. <laughs> No, shit, shit. Yeah, they, they repeat it. They repeat more. it. Yeah. Heck. Whoa, what the heck? Heck. Yeah. I just remember. I will. Fr- shit. 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 Yeah. And then so she doesn't even care that you mangled your fucking hand. Yeah. And all she just knew, she assumed that I was being upset because I had to go to work. Right. But just look at my purple fucking fingers. Oh my god. You know. And then so she just starts wailing on me. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> she doesn't give a fuck she starts beating the shit out of me and then after it's all said and done she's just like lecturing me for hours and then she's like what's wrong with your hand yeah. <laughs> like i smashed my fingers that's why i car she goes oh, oh like, you already oh beat gosh. the shit out of me dude <laughs> you know what's done is done dude there's so many parents that like completely misunderstand what the fuck you're like you're doing like all the fucking time like oh, there's so many instances in my life where my parents thought um, I was doing one thing and, and they literally thought I was supposed to be doing another. Like even, uh, oh shit. So my dad finally, he didn't come to my graduation in high school cause he was in jail. Yeah. Right. And then um, when I graduated college though, he came up and um, they're announcing the names by uh, each major. 
So there's like audio, there's fashion, and then they announce um, video production and they call my name. After the graduation, my dad was so fucking pissed at me. He said, you went to school for video? <laughs> and I'm like, yes. She, he's like, I thought you went to art school for drawing, for illustration. Oh my God. And I'm like, damn, you don't talk to me that much. Like, you don't even know what my major was. <laughs> and you're mad at me about it. <laughs> that's hilarious. Yeah, that's fucking like, are, are you on the same plane? <laughs> Wait, so what you did know? he expect that you to do after well, you graduated? Well, I mean, it's because when I was a kid, I was I used to illustrate a lot. I yeah. drew a lot. Like, my uncle has this um, portrait I drew of him when I was, like, in fourth grade. Yeah. And I saw it again one time. I was like, holy fucking shit, I drew that in fourth yeah, grade? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, but by the time I got into high school, I just stopped doing it. I actually just got into video. So the whole time my dad thought I was going there for like animation or illustration. Yeah. And he knew, okay, at least you can get a job. You'll, you might work at Disney or something. He's like, what the fuck are you going to do in video? And I'm That's like, there's plenty of jobs out dude. there. He's like, video? Yeah. Video? Yes. I told you, it's the three repeat. Video! Yeah. No more, no go yeah. It's like, what the fuck? You care about it not like after my graduation, not like when I went to school. Dude, we there's just so many funny, just random, like miscommunication stuff that we had, especially because, and I'm pretty sure a lot of kids who are immigrants who have parents who don't speak English, there's a big breakdown in communication because we don't speak the language, each other's languages. Right. Right. So our my me and my dad's relationship got better once I started to learn how to speak Korean. Because I just didn't know. Like there would be moments too when my dad's screaming at me in Korean and my dad is just turning blue in the face, yeah. right? And then he just looks at me and he, he just knows that he doesn't understand a damn word I'm saying. And then he looks at my brother, tell him what I just said. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then my brother's like, okay, this is yeah. what he's telling you. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> but he's just like so frustrated because yeah. he can't even communicate to me what the fuck I'm fucking up on. Yeah. You know? Dude, my dad started speaking english when we got into seventh i got into seventh grade so uh my brother is like a year older so he's an eighth and like i said he would do these lectures and he started speaking english to us for the first time in our lives and it was so fucking bad we could hardly like understand what the fuck he was saying <laughs> dude did you ever get those things where your dad would learn like a, a one specific english word and he would use it all the time my dad would always do that shit. So it would be some weird shit. Right. He learned the word actually. <laughs> so it, actually. All the fucking time. But he would use it to insult me. Yeah, no, actually. So he goes, like, I shit, this is not even me embellishing anything and making a joke. I, I will forever remember what he did. Because I just kept on hearing him say this word actually because he learned from my friend Sam's dad. And he would always say actually. <laughs> yeah. Right? And so this motherfucker... Like I would do, so, I, I did, I forgot what exactly I did, but he goes, actually, you are the stupid. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, this motherfucker Dude. doesn't speak English. Yeah. And he just outright just uses his first word he learns and calls me dumb. Right. I mean, is there a Korean word for actually? I don't know. Could it all? No. Could it all? like, because. Like, chincharu, and that's yeah, like, I mean, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, this is stupid. Yeah. Was always just regal as fuck. Actually, you are you are the dumb <laughs> dude. Oh my gosh, the times my dad would fucking call me dumb or pyongshin or shit. So once, I, as a kid, I actually didn't know what it meant. 
my dad would call me Pyongshin like all the time. Right. So one day. You thought it was your Korean name? Yeah. Like, how come every Gangpae knows my yeah. name? Park Pyongshin? Yeah. yeah. No. So I was at the store and I was like really asking. I was like, Oma, what's a Pyongshin? Right. She's like, what? She's like, Appa, Appa calls me that all the time. She was like, what? What? She was like, Pyongshin is retard. <laughs> yeah. Yo, I didn't even know Pyongshin meant retard. I thought it just meant you were slow or dumb. Yeah. And so my whole life, I thought there are so many things Korean dramas taught me. My Kaimane used to call me that shit too. You know, dude, Korean people are so harsh with their words. Yeah. Dude. Like you could just mess up something small, Pyongshin. It's like yeah. I am retarded yeah. because I dropped my chopstick. Yeah. Hilarious, dude. Yeah. Those those words. And the, well, I guess it's good that we didn't really speak Korean that well anyways, because mm. it would have affected me a lot more if I, if it was my, truly my first language, because it would impact me a lot more. Yeah. But genius brain listeners, this podcast is brought to you by IP Vanish, my genius brain farts. Did you know that browsing online using incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? That's right. Without added security, you might as well give away all your private data to hackers, advertisers, your ISP, and other prying eyes. You freaking idiots. What are you doing? You need to get IP Vanish. I don't surf shit if I'm not using my VPN from IP Vanish. And if you think I am, you would be wrong. Steal these nuts bitch even your physical location will be hidden ip vanish makes you virtually invisible online whatever you look up is your business and everybody trying to be in your business need to get out your business and ip vanish got your back ip vanish is offering an incredible 70 percent off their yearly plan for our listeners with a 30-day money back guarantee that's like getting nine months for free so go to ipvanish.com slash brain and use promotional code brain and claim your 70 percent savings that's ipvanish.com slash brain i would hear words like Pyongshin Torai, you know right. which albeit given i did a lot of stupid shit yeah but you shouldn't say that to your kids yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know like after a while you're, you're kind of sitting there and i remember like Pyongshin, i found i was retarded because i was watching korean dramas in college and it translated it yeah and i'm like wait that means retarded yeah. like, you been calling me retard my whole life what the fuck my dad called me that. my grandma called me that yeah what i'm like what the fuck what is this shit, dude? Yeah. Like, you, I remember I, me calling my mom because I was learning all these curse words in these Korean. I'm like, oh my, you, you, <laughs> you call me retarded. <laughs> my whole life. She goes, yeah. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you can't call. I'm your son. Like, you don't like, say that stuff to me. Listen, no, but, well, sorry, man. I can call you that because you're my son. I know. Yeah, right? Anybody else says that? Yeah. That's the problem. Yeah. I'm Oma. Right. I just had this conversation with her recently where we were uh, talking on the phone. And she's just, so, you know, my knee's a little fucked up, but I'm rehabbing it and I'm, I'm working on it. Right. Yeah. And my knee has gotten a lot better in the last couple of weeks, but she keeps calling me about my fucking knee because, you know, parents are always going to worry about you no matter how old you are. Yeah. And then I literally told my mom, I was like, so let me, ex- let me, let me get this. It's like, you're going to constantly call me three, four times a day to ask me about my knee. <laughs> she's I'm like, like, <laughs> waiting for it to get healed. Yeah. I'm like, you're stressing <laughs> me out. Like as if you can read your health meter. Exactly. I'm like, I, what I told you two hours ago is the same. Hello, baby. What's your HP level? I know. <laughs> Did you pie the pineal boss? Yeah. But she's checking up on me, which is very sweet. But I literally told her, I was like, hey, I'm old now. Yeah. You don't need to check up on me. She goes, listen, I don't care how old you are. When I, when I call you, you pick up the phone and you hear me complain. Yeah. <laughs> I was yeah. like, what do you mean? She goes, if I want to complain and nag at you, you're just going to have to listen. 
Right. I don't care. <laughs> You're like, the guy. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I, I guess that's just the deal. Yeah. You know? So I, I just kind of pick up the phone and I'm like, oh, I don't care. She goes, okay, I'm still going to say it. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't give a fuck about my feelings, dude. Yeah. She called me a retard for fucking 30 years of my life. Dude. I mean, I think the, the, the relationship I had with my mom was that I was able to keep it real with her. Mm. Right. Like there, there was once like my mom wanted me to have lunch with her after church. This whole time, all morning at church, I was just hung over, mm. right? And even all all the way up to me having lunch with her, I could like barely sit up. She's like, "What's wrong with you? Are you sick?" And I was able to keep it real. I was just like, "I'm I'm fucking hung over. Like mm. I am so hung over. I drank too much last night." And you know, she says to me, "She goes, Edward, you have to be careful because you have my blood. My family can drink a lot." <laughs> Oh, okay. Like I, I thought she was gonna be like, you can't drink. You're, you're a Bible study teacher. All these things. She was just, just careful with it. They, uh, they like, I, I, I mean, I know a lot of people. They see the the glimpse of Korean culture that people see. And once again, when we speak about Korean culture, we're talking about our Korean American experience. Mm-hmm. And you know what people experience in Korea are probably going to be really different. So oh, I, yeah. I'm not really speaking for that part. I'm only talking about our lives. And a lot of Korean Americans can really relate to this stuff. But, you know, just going back to what we were saying about how sometimes, like, Korean people don't understand how harsh words can be. Yeah. Like, um, I got really drunk one time and I was, I threw up so much, I popped the blood vessels in my eyes. <laughs> and so yeah. I legit thought I was going to die. And I and I went into the shower with fully clothed and I just hit the shower. <laughs> oh, <damn>. <laughs> <laughs> just moaning. And I could just hear my dad. And my, my mom was like, what's wrong? What's wrong? And I was like, I drank. And I didn't really drink that much at that time. I drank a lot when I was younger, but there was a good few period, few years where I didn't drink. Yeah. And so my mom is just is like worried about me. She goes, you have to take you to the hospital? And my dad, I can hear him screaming in the back, let him die! <laughs> you know? <laughs> he made his choices. Let him die. I'm going to drive him to the hospital, leave him at the front. He's going to die anyways. Let him die. Oh my and my gosh. mom's like, she's literally telling me, shut up! <laughs> I can't hear him! You know, shut up. Oh my, my dad's gosh. like, if he wants to die, just let him die. I'm like, such <laughs> dramatic, man. That's what you get for drinking. Yeah, he's just <laughs> screaming at the top of his fucking lungs. And my dad's so chill now. Right. He's really fucking chill. You know, because of you and you were talking about how your whole um, your whole family life and your 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 experiences. I, I went to go talk to um, my uh, my dad about my grandpa. All your family history, right? Yeah. You told me you were going to say, like open up about that. Yeah, grandpa and grandma. And I and I mentioned this a little bit earlier with, um, who the fuck was I talking to? Somebody on this damn podcast. <laughs> I think it was uh, Edric, but when I was a kid, I didn't know that my grandparents could speak um, Japanese. Fluently. Oh, that was with me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you did. You did tell me that. Yeah, yeah, so they could speak Japanese completely fluently. Yeah. And then um, what it was is that um, during uh, World War II, you know, because we were occupied by Japan even before that. Yeah, right? from like 1910. Yeah, it was like a 19... good 50 years or something yeah. like that. We had a long occupation, right? And, you know, th- that that terrible history. But my grandpa um, could read and write and speak in Japanese. So his position was like in the middle. He would, he would do paperwork for Korean people translating their shit. Mm. So he would like switch over Korean documents over into Japanese. Yeah. And so, you know, he wasn't really fucked with. My grandma was a military translator for the military, for the Japanese military. Uh, she could speak Japanese as well, completely fluently read and write. Right. So when military Japanese people would do, I don't know, whatever, it's a general, I'm making this up right now, but he, they would do a speech or they had to tell people, Korean people to go somewhere. 
she would translate it in Korean. Right, right. To right, these people. Right. So that's that's why they spoke Japanese. And when I was a kid, they would um, talk shit in, <laughs> right. in Japanese so we couldn't understand. Right. So they were just getting fights and it'd just be loud All Japanese. in Japanese. And then my dad told me, he was like, you don't remember when your grandma and grandpa would fight in front of us and it would just be all in Japanese. Right. I was like, oh shit. Like, I don't remember too much, but I do remember my grandpa showing me that he could speak and write in Japanese. Yeah. Very interesting. And just because like we were talking about some verbal abuse shit, um, you know, our buddy Ray about this <laughs> told me that he he remembered his grandma and grandpa speaking Japanese. Yeah. Uh, only because as a kid, because he used to watch a lot of anime and he would always hear his name with Ray and fucking Baka, which is <laughs> idiot You're right. in Japanese. <laughs> They didn't know that he understood that oh, they were talking. <laughs> so Ray, as a kid, is just like, "What the fuck?" Oh, you know? <laughs> They're just like going in, 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 in Korean and Japanese and English, like in three different languages. Oh, no. Korean people are hella fucking verbally abusive, dude. Oh shit! And his grandpa too. I actually found out about uh, his grandfather. His grandfather was high up military for for both sides. <laughs> wow! So during um. You know, while they were, uh, you know, while, J- while Japan occupied Korea, yeah, he was in like the Japanese military, and he right. was a higher up, like a general, like right. either like in the navy or some shit. I forgot oh, what it shit. was. But then when obviously, then when World War Two happened, he was a higher up in the military for in Korea, mm. which is so fucking nuts to me. Yeah, blows my mind. And these are the things that we don't ever figure. I never cared to ask. Yeah, and I finally asked my dad, and it's like, I asked him too. Kind of about this period where um, I was like, well, what happened during the Korean War? Like, did it? How did it? He was like, no, he fucking. He was on a boat. He went to an island <laughs> and he fished and he didn't even know the war ended the until like somebody, you know, fishermen came up to him. They're like, what the fuck are these people doing here on this island? Yeah. The war's done. <laughs> oh my God. I was like, oh, so he was just fishing the whole time. And that's where my grandpa fell in love with fishing. So my grandpa would fish every fucking weekend, right. like deep sea fishing right. all the time. So he fell in love with fishing while he escaped the Korean war as he was fishing off these small islands. And then he continued that on. Right. Which like, is so fucking crazy. Yeah, that's fucking crazy. Like my, I remember my uh, grandparents both spoke Japanese too. That's the thing. Every Korean grandparent, yeah, speaks Japanese. We're only like two generations away from yeah, it's that not occupation. that far apart. Yeah. Um, but what I learned uh, was that when my grandma was sixteen, her best friend was kidnapped as a sex slave. Oh, yeah, shit, yeah. And so they and I told you my grandma's uh, father was a politician. And so they had connections. Um, so this is the 1930s, I believe, like where um, they they had to reach out to a family friend who was my grandfather. He was a scholar. He was a Korean living in Japan as a, as a scholar. Yeah. And then they called him back to Korea to marry my grandma so that she won't get kidnapped as a sex slave. Holy shit. Yeah. So that's why they got married like at such a young age. For real? Yeah. Just to avoid that. That's why that shit is like, I mean, thank fucking God my many isn't, you know, like didn't become one of those sex slaves, but it's real to her too, like her best friend. And you know, we talked about earlier, like way back when we were talking about Chingu, like friends in Korea is fucking deep seated because you go through the entire public school system in the same class as the same people. They say his best friends for life. My dad's still yeah. best friends with his with his friend in, in Korea. Yeah. And they still talk over Facebook and shit. And he's like, yeah. oh, yeah. So when like my perception of what a best friend is compared to our parents was very different. So different. They spend every, almost every waking second with them, aside from the fact when they went home. But yeah. at school, 
from elementary school all the way up until you know high school, like they've probably been in the same class together. Yeah, I'm not sure how it is nowadays, but that is how it is yeah. for them. My 80 year old grandma called me from Korea when I had cacao. I deleted that shit. But when I yeah. had, she's like, I'm in Korea. I'm with my elementary school friends. That's so crazy. She's fucking 80 years old. You know, she goes back to Korea. Connect. It's easy to connect with them because of where they're from. Dude, it, you know? it, and I would hear some of these crazy stories too, because I don't know what it's like for them in elementary school, but you know, we would always see these Korean shows and you see like certain amount of bullying and stuff. But then my mom told me that, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure films, exa- obviously films exaggerate a lot of fight scenes or whatever. Yeah. But my mom was talking about like how bullying was when she was a kid and she was like, girls were really mean mm-hmm. in, um, in her grade school. So my mom was always like a tomboy and she said that, you know, so my mom has this condition where it's not a, it's this crazy condition called alopecia. No, no. but um, <laughs> forget. Um, she has this condition where she can't sweat. Mm. She physically cannot sweat, huh. so her body doesn't have a mechanism to cool her body down. So when we were, when we were kids and we would do, go to these you know church volleyball tournaments, yeah. it's in the summer, it's hot as shit. I had to put ice packs on the back of her neck so she would stay cool because she physically cannot sweat. Wow. So um, with my mom, a lot of kids make fun of her because her face would turn red. Right, because so she's just call, heating up inside. Yeah, so they would call her tomato. You know, they try to roast her ass. Well, my mom had a, and my, you know, when my mom looks at me and she goes, I don't understand where you get this violence from. It's like, it's from you, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> so this is a story that her friend told me was like, she, one time these guys were picking on her so much that they kept on calling her tomato face over and over yeah. and the whole class would laugh. She was like, she tried to befriend them and she started being like kind of flirty with them or whatever. You know, just to kind of ease it. And then she was like, oh, let's meet up after school and, you know, kind of like have some fun or whatever. Yeah. She beat the shit out of these two guys. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> like literally jumped them behind the, behind the school. Oh, shit. Because they kept calling her tomato face. Yeah. Like this woman is a savage. And this isn't from her. This is from her. her my mom's friend telling yeah. me the story. I'm like, Jesus, what the fuck? And then she looks at me and goes, what? Why are you so angry? <laughs> it's like, As if she's you. fucking Buddha, dude. Yeah. But you know, all these parents have these backstories that you don't know, but other people will fill it in. Yeah. You know, Abe's dad. So Abe is my uh, my manager, also my cousin. I've I've known him as his dad is a hard ass. Yeah. I love him. He's my uncle, right? Right. Hard ass, and I never understood why. He would use he used to wake us up on Saturday mornings and just call us jackasses. <laughs> Right, yeah. he would say lazy there. Yeah. <laughs> right? Why aren't you up, bunch of lazy there's You bunch of idiots. And he would say it in English because he's he's Americanized, yeah. right? Because he came to the states when he was in junior high. Wow. Yeah. Well, um, Abe told me this funny fucking story where he was. I think he was at a bank. I don't remember what exactly it was, but he was at a bank, and because he used to work for the bank, and then he was he looked at Abe because Abe looks like his dad, and and he saw his last name, and he goes, "Oh, is your father's name this and that?" Yeah goes yeah that's my dad how do you know him he goes dude your dad was a fucking badass in high school (laughs) he's like what do you mean how was he a badass he goes yeah well your dad used to get into a lot of fucking fights he goes what is your dad up to now you know my dad uh works works for the uh for the for Folsom State Prison he goes oh you mean he's in prison (laughs) (laughs) no 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 he works as a teacher as an educator inside the Folsom State Prison no you mean he's in jail He goes, no, he's not in jail. He is, he teaches there. And then lo and behold, I started hearing these stories from him because we kind of asked him about it during Thanksgiving. This fool was known specifically in Sacramento, Elk Grove, California, as the dude that would carry around nunchucks with him. (laughs) 
had, he had like long flowy hair yes. and shit too. Yeah. Long flowy fucking hair. And he was like a Bruce denim Lee. jacket. <laughs> Nunchucks. And so he told me this story and he's telling this story like it's all casual. He goes, yeah, I remember, you know, at the time Elk Grove was really white and I was one of the only Asian kids that was in the football team and I wasn't scared of anybody. So I went to a party and somebody called me a chink. So I decided to get my nunchucks and I smashed all their windows. I'm like, dude, that is not an appropriate response, bro. Yeah. I get oh my like, and he's laughing his ass off. I'm like, dude, you're a criminal. Like, what? Found a way to beat the system though. Yeah. He would fuck people up with these pair of fucking wood nunchucks and nunchucks are illegal. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Hey, all it's David. So and if you want to listen to Genius Brain without ads, now you can just go to geniusbrain.supercast.com or click the link in the episode description and you can get a one week preview of the ad free version for free. You'll get ad free listening to the show. You can listen on almost any podcasting app and you'll be supporting my show, too. That's geniusbrain.supercast.com. Thanks. Genius farts, you know what time it is. Thank you for listening to our sponsors and supporting them because without you guys, I don't get paid and I got to be out in these streets sucking some ding dong, which, hey, for some people, they might like it, but not for me. So this podcast is brought to you by Raycon, my friends. A lot of people didn't even make resolutions this year. And you know what? I get it. But that doesn't mean you shouldn't still find a way to shake things up, whether it's by switching up your workout routine or going someplace new. Whatever way you challenge yourself this new year, there's no better way to do it than with a pair of Raycon wireless earbuds in your ears. Their everyday earbuds look, feel, and sound better than ever. I freaking love them. If I'm outside, I'm jogging, I'm shadow boxing, I got myself my Raycon earbuds in. They don't fall out my damn ears. And let me tell you something, your boy be shaking and rumbling all over the place. Specifically when I am biking, I love my Raycon earbuds. They feel freaking amazing. Raycons offer eight hours of playtime and a 32-hour battery to life. That's right. So when you do these domestic flights from here to California all the way to New York, I don't got to worry about it running out of freaking batteries, which is so damn annoying. It's no wonder Raycon's everyday earbuds have over 48,000 five-star reviews. Right now, Genius Brain listeners, can get 15% off their Raycon order at buyraycon.com slash brain. That's buyraycon.com slash brain to save 15% on Raycons. Buyraycon.com slash brain. Yeah. And he would always carry carry them in his back pocket. But apparently this fool would just walk around in his Asian gang and just start fucking people up as a menace. Oh my gosh. And I'm just like, what is, what are, who are you? Yeah. I don't know who you are. Yeah. But now I understand why he would beat my ass all the time because he was such a hard ass, you know? Like I, I look back through like, like um, you were mentioning the old classmate you had was two years older, right? Mm-hmm. And I told you my dad was in seventh grade when he was 16 yeah, and shit. And so I had it in my head. He probably bullied the fuck out of everybody. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, being yeah. the biggest person there. But um, I remember one time when we were in high school, we, we did a road trip to LA and he was driving us through K-Town and he drove by Virgil High School. And he's like, this is my high school. This is where I went. I'm like, wow, you went to high school here in America? Wow, right? Mm-hmm. So he's like, in my head, I'm like, man, my dad walked through the same steps I did too. You know, he's not that different. And then he's like, yeah, teacher got raped there. <laughs> <laughs> what? What? 
like like a, a teacher raped a, a kid or something? He's like, no, boy rape a man teacher. <laughs> I was like, the fuck? What? I like how he so, just casually just says things yeah, like this. Yeah, he just casually just brought up, I'm only 15 at this time. <laughs> I like it. What, he just starts breaking it down to you. Yeah, yeah he took up his pants. Yeah. You know, like, took his kochu. He went bang, 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 bang. <laughs> This is weird. And then he like Bagori on the back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, but yeah, he said it so casually. Like, the fuck did you live through? You know, what kind of high school was this back in the 70s? I guess it was fucking rough. Like, down back a, then a lot too. of these like Asian gangs too started up because of bullying. Yeah. All the time. Sure. Like they had to kind of stick together so people just wouldn't fuck with them. And, you know, you know, 90s and 80s and stuff like that. There was a lot of Asian people were getting profiled because of like a highly gang affiliated shit. Yeah. And the way like, if I'm, I'm pretty sure if you're, if you're like Vietnamese, Cambodian, Southeast Asian, and um, your parents tell you these stories, or maybe even like some of your older cousins and uncles, they, they'll probably tell you, I mean, depending on who your relatives are, but this is like the, the people that I knew and kind of grew up mm. around is that, you know, they would tell stories about, they get bullied a lot. And so they had to stick together. But the biggest difference that a lot of like American gangs didn't realize about people who come from war-torn countries, what you did was child's play. Yeah. Like there was, <laughs> you could look up these articles of people fucking getting their heads chopped off with machetes. Yeah. And they're just like these- But wearing glasses. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, these guys are crazy. Not crazy. They grew up in a war-torn country. Yeah. You know what I mean? People were getting shot, killed, and murdered. You fucking around with them saying you're going to fuck them up, to them it's like, oh, it's do or die. I got to yeah. kill this person. Yeah. And they would literally chop people's limbs off. I'm not saying everybody, but there were very specific stories they, just like that. Oh, yeah. Like my my friend got in a fight at the club He's this with a Vietnamese dude. And on the dance floor, he straight body slammed him. Right. And when they got outside, they went at it again. But then the bouncers like beat the shit out of my friend. Right. They kicked him in the face and he had a huge gash on his. Oh, shit. Eye. Yeah. Then my brother saw what the fuck happened. So he walked straight up to the Vietnamese dude and just socked in the face too. Then the bouncers jumped on my brother and all this. It was fucking panic. They knew each other. The bouncer then knew each other for sure. Maybe. Yeah. But my friend couldn't hide the fact that he had this huge gash on his forehead now or on his eyebrow. Right? And then he had to go see his dad like oh next God. day, like church. And then, but he had it. He kept it real with his dad too. He's like, I got in a fight, you know, with, you know, this Vietnamese kid, you know what his dad said? He's like, oh, don't fight the Vietnamese kids. They come from war, yeah. you know? Their parents and their country, that's very sad. Yeah, you should feel bad. Of, yeah, he's like, man, a lot of war. Don't fight the Vietnamese. Like, damn, okay. <laughs> yeah, man, like, like these Southeast um, Asian refugee stories are so fucking nuts. And it's not even that long ago. These are yeah. parents who have like literally gone through that shit. Yeah. And so, you know, sometimes when, you know, people talk about their trials and tribulations, like, I bet you ain't never talked to a fucking Vietnamese refugee, bro. Yeah. Like they've been through some fucking shit. Like you, I mean, one day, you know, Khalif will probably tell his story about his mom's story too. And yeah. it's so fucking crazy just, just to think that somebody I've physically seen went through this horrendous shit. Yeah, you know, and that's why people you see a lot of like Vietnamese adoptees here, yeah, because they came from a war torn country. There's stories of people like giving their children away to like you know American people. Right. Take my kid, take my kid, because they're gonna die here, and their whole village gets obliterated. Right. So what do you do here? You know, like that's those stories always 
kind of honestly just keep me in check. Yeah. Because people they're still alive. These people it's, are still it's alive. It's fresh for them. For us, it's like two generations apart. Mm-hmm. But then we do see the uh, the residual effects of our grandparents having seen sh- a lot of shit. Like, um, I mean, uh, first episode of Pachinko came out and they really show what Japanese occupation in Korea was like in the early 1900s, right? They, they really portrayed it like hard, like mm. what the kind of oppression, like literally what was like too. And so- that's why, like, I feel like, like Koreans have, well, a a different sense of humor because of the shit they've seen, but also like, kind of, like I said, an emotional hardness, right? Like we have, we can laugh about it now, but the way our parents are so emotionally cut off because of what their parents went through, yeah, it's like there's no fucking reason to complain about anything because you're fucking alive. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I mean, when the the last fight that my me and my dad had, we had a conversation about like. And this was years ago. And then um, it was just a really sad conversation about how I, I basically told him like, yo, you never, you it was like, you always like to tell me what to do, but you don't ever talk to me. Yeah. I was like, what is this whole thing where you feel like you could just tell me how to live my life and always command me to do your bidding, but you've never even once asked me how I'm doing. He just talks at you. Yes. I was like, you always talk at me. You don't ever speak to me. Yeah. What do what do you think gives you the right to speak to me that way? Especially I'm grown now. I pay all my own fucking bills. I in fact I help you guys out too. So yeah. it's like, I'm not telling you that you owe me anything, but why don't you ever just, I don't know, ask me how I'm doing? Mm-hmm. My dad said something very profound. He goes, because I don't know how. He goes, <laughs> I, I don't straight up. He goes, kept it real. let me ask you something. He goes, do you think that your grandparents, your grandma and grandpa asked me how I was doing? <laughs> he goes, oh, they never did. Yeah. They, they asked me the same questions. Did you eat? Yeah. What are you doing? Stop messing up. He goes, this is all I know. This is how I know how to communicate because this is all I was taught. You're asking me to do something I don't know how to do. And he's like, you're never going to get that. Yeah. You know, it's not because I don't want to. I just don't know how. He goes, you're at an age now and I'm at an age where I'm not going to change. You mm-hmm. can change. You need to learn how to empathize with me and understand that I've been through things that you don't even know about. So just stop expecting me to be like your mom. Like your mom is there for, if you want to talk about your feelings, you know, go be gay with her. No, I'm <laughs> That's what he said. <laughs> no he didn't say that. No, he's like, you know, but you know, like you have a parent that can do that. I can't do that for you, you know? Right. So I, that was like a big learning lesson for me too. It's yeah. like, ah, shit, I need to learn how to empathize with my parents because they just been through shit that I haven't. Yeah. And I'm expecting them to kind of mold into this you know, American ideal of what a family is, but this is not something that they grew up with. Yeah. So, you know, when you reach a certain age, it was, you have to learn how to empathize with your parents as well, you know? Yeah. Like my, I could see that in my dad too. He, he never explained it to us. Like, mm-hmm. but knowing rem- like the, the, the memories I have of my Haruji, my dad's dad, mm-hmm. like he was a hard, like serious man. He was a military man who fought in Vietnam and, I can see like my Hanmei told me a story how when my Harubaji would scold him or say some shit, it, it made my dad cry. And that blows my fucking mind. Uh, Jose, what do you mean? You're my, are, are, he cried? Yeah. My dad, he cried, yeah. you know, it's like, when? yeah. <laughs> so I can see like there because of all of the, the type of neglect my dad had, it, it seemed like uh, my my dad was just kind of left alone to be fucking wild, but my grandparents would come in to also help like save the day when you get into deep, deep shit. 
Yeah. Yeah. But like, like I told you my dad got kidnapped once, right? I don't think so. Yeah. He got kidnapped in downtown LA. By <laughs> like who? Back in the day by some gangsters. Like, like my mom told me he was driving downtown and this girl hollered at him and he got, and she got in the car with him and she led him to this spot where he got ambushed by two other dudes and he just jacked his shit they jacked his shit but they held him at knife point and they had him call my grandpa for ransom so my grandpa had to go in there with a stack of cash to get my dad out that'd be so crazy yeah if like your grandpa was just like no thank you yeah. <laughs> <laughs> go on don't yeah. yeah no like so like i i see like the hardness and the fucked up shit that they've seen and been through where it's just like as long as we're not like him like i think my dad was proud enough yeah. i could see where my dad didn't want us to do the shit he used to do mm-hmm. so my my brother got a, a cl type s back in high school mm. right and you know we're kids with a fast car yeah 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 and so um uh I, I think it was when my brother got his first speeding ticket or some shit my dad once again lecturing us for hours right but we also know this story we know that um my mom said like try to tell us a story how my dad used to have this red camaro right in the early 80s and like um he used to fucking drive the shit out of that thing in k-town like loud v8 and everything and one day one of his kk buddies like hey you know can i borrow your car and then he crashed and died speeding you know? Holy shit, dude! And so, we and so my we were trying to argue back, like like Appa, like because he was also telling us like don't let other people drive the car and shit too. And we're like, you let your friend drive your car and he crashed it. He's like, exactly. That's why I don't want you to do it. And then he said, my friend borrowed my car when I went to church, and then he sped that car into the church wall to commit suicide. <gasps> Like, in my, I'm like, yeah, this is fucked up. Like, this guy borrowed my dad's car to kill himself, but he did it where my dad was at, where he was going to be. Holy shit. Yeah. That's traumatic as fuck. Traumatic as fuck. So that's why he's just like, you know, you fucking take care of this car. Nobody else drives your car. You don't fucking race your car. Like. That's fucking crazy. Yeah. And then your dad just stuffed that shit, his feelings inside. Yeah. And then he took it right back in. He yeah. Like, and he didn't beat even your ass cry like- about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> didn't even cry about it. <laughs> it's like, what do you mean my dad cries? Yeah. Dude, I've only saw my dad cry once. And that's when my brother told him that, um, not to call him. Um, it's like, don't say that I'm your, that you're my father anymore. And then my dad, oh, dude, like I remember he just, he literally walked to the couch, covered his eyes and he started bawling like <gasps> yeah like, like that korean cry. sorrow where he's yeah. beating his chest and then i just remember my brother my mom looked at my brother just like disappointed and my brother started tearing up he walks over to my dad and just lays on his stomach and he starts crying yeah. and i just remember looking at that going you know i said the same thing and you kicked me out yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there was no core memory <laughs> there was no inside I- action <laughs> was so pissed <laughs> you're, you're like this third party viewer yeah. of this core memory being built 
but it's like a different color in your head. <laughs> I just remember watching these two sob and cry together, right? And then my mom walks over and puts her her hand on my brother's shoulder, and I'm just standing there in my boxers and my shirt, going, "What the fuck?" <laughs> yes, I think this beautiful family moment, and I'm and not you're, a part of it. A part of it. <laughs> I just remember standing there in my boxers and my shirt, going, "What, what? the fuck?" Yeah, you would have called me gay. Yeah, <laughs> I literally. I remember the time I was like, "Hey, don't, don't." I goes, "You're not my dad anymore." He goes, "Good." <laughs> we get out. Good job. Get out. The fuck is up with this firstborn favoritism <laughs> in our families, it. bro? It's so regular in Korean families, that though. Was I just remember. I will forever remember watching my dad cry for the first time, and it was over <laughs> something I said to my dad, and he literally kicked me out. Yeah. But then the firstborn son, yeah. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.